Also, Matt, if I do get this job, um, I will let you tattoo um, Moneybags Hanson on my ass. I was going to say, the moment that your career path uh, took a turn was the moment you had, Matt, I will let you tattoo. And that was the end. <laughs> it's your career-limiting move right there. Period. What? But Moneybags Hanson? Yeah, what yeah, is the, right. what's the new, what's this job? Um, so the company... Tattoo artist. The, <laughs> definitely fucking not. Oh, you meant for Tim. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Hatton Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And coming to us live from Loser Lane, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Ah, fuck. Too close to home again. Why do we keep calling shots on me? You're so mean. Well, it's to me. interesting because I, I was uh, so I, I pulled out a book uh, right next to uh, right next to me because yeah, a book guy, big book guy. It's my brand, uh, <laughs> and it was opened up to one of my favorite chapters of a uh, great book I enjoy, Freakonomics. Mm. Uh, and it was the free. It was a it was a, a chapter on names, and it was specifically related to a father who had several children, decided to name uh, the second-to-last child. His last name was Lane, and named the second-to-last child Winner Lane because he had a really good feeling about him. And then they had one other kid and decided, you know, symmetry is a thing, so he decided to name that kid Loser. That's Loser fucked Lane. up. Um, so he named Winner and Loser. Uh, th- now, of course, uh, years later, they, they took, well, how, what happened to these two kids? He named one of them Winner and the other one Loser. I would have. Uh, loser... Loser Lane went to prep school on a scholarship, graduated from Lafayette College, uh, and became a detective and eventually a sergeant with the NYPD. Uh, and then the following graph. And one of his brother with the can't-miss name. The most noteworthy achievement of Winter Lane, now in his mid-40s, is the sheer length of his criminal record. <laughs> Nearly three dozen arrests for burglary, domestic violence, trespassing, resisting arrest, and other mayhem. Yeah, it's clearly not me. I don't get caught. Hey, so maybe you're like a uh, middle lane. Uh. Yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> off the. Ra- I'm off. I'm just yeah. straight up off the radar. Yeah, you don't chaotic see me. Good. There you go. Chaotic good. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you the audience about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, and we also answer our own questions, primarily our questions now, because we all bring questions to the table uh, that we uh, that we want to discuss with our bros. But one way or the other, whether they're, question, whether they're questions from you, whether they're questions from us, we discuss it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. But if you out there in listener land want to have your question answered on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we've got to discuss what we are drinking. Birthday boy Tim Hansen, what are you drinking? Uh, so now that I'm 33 and have a, mof- a more refined palate, um, mm-hmm. which is absolute bullshit, uh, I'm drinking scotch as I am want to do, and I'm drinking the wonderful Glenlivet 12 year. Just their they're, they're entry level scotch, which is fantastic. Um, not stupid expensive, not stupid crazy in any shape or form. It's just fucking delicious mm. all year round and is is empty. Now, <laughs> wow. now going back, 
Two, uh, the point you made, you said uh, having more refined palate, which is bullshit. Uh, did you mean that uh, you don't have a more refined palate now that you're 33, or that having a refined palate is bullshit and it sucks to have a more refined palate than you did at age 32? Yes. Got it. <laughs> Sean O'Brien, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Bairn Inspiration. Which is a wine I'd had before, and it is very nice. Uh, just, uh, I think it was worth the $17 or whatever I spent on it, and it has been doing me well. I'm into it. It's nice. It's slightly dry, but also a little bit wet. I don't know. <laughs> it's like an in-between. It's not like Pinot Noir Rosé, but it's not Josh. Josh is pretty. Is a pretty like yeah. wet rosé. Juicy. Juicy is a better wet. word than wet. That's fair. Juicy That's fair. I like that description. Now, Rich and I aren't drinking tonight in keeping with the geography theme. Rich, I've been workshopping uh, names for what we're, what street we're on. I've decided on um, Abstinence Alley. I will take okay. my own notes. <laughs> okay. Probably. I'm pretty okay. sure your baby I mean... would beg to differ against abstinence. I'm sorry, Tim, but I'm not taking any notes. Uh, Rich, you're not drinking uh, for for health health reasons, yeah, still, uh, be- the betterment of your personal health. Yeah, still for health. Uh, found out most likely diabetic a couple weeks ago. I have my doctor's appointment. Uh, already had my doctor's appointment by the time this drops, but in a week from when we recorded. And um, also have acid reflux. So, like, double no alcohol, unfortunately, mm. right now. Mm. Great. I'm mm. happy, guys. I'm happy. It's going well. I'm not drinking uh, as part of a Lenten uh, abstinence from drinking, Tim. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I'm reading uh, Bible verses uh, uh, word for word from the good book uh, the last couple of sessions. Uh, for this session, I'm just going to continue uh, reading another part of this very specific Freakonomics chapter on names, which I think will f- be uh, very interesting to the folks on this show. There's a study about names uh, uh, basically determining like the whitest names uh, from um, babies born in California from 1961 up until, uh, I think this book came out in like 2005. Um, and basically, they define the whitest names as names uh, where more than 40% of white uh, babies are given names that are at least four times more common among white children as opposed to uh, children of other races. So be pleased to know that of this study, uh, the, the most, the, the quote-unquote whitest girl name is Molly. Oh. Uh, the quote-unquote whitest boy name is Jake. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll let him know. Whitest kid Atta I know. boy. <laughs> you... you you don't have to, but you could, and it would be yeah, <clears throat> what it is. Uh, among the other whitest boy names: uh, Connor, Tanner, Wyatt, Cody, uh, Dustin, Luke, Jack, Scott, Logan, uh, and the whitest girl names: uh, Molly, Amy, Claire, Emily, Katie, Madeline, Caitlin, Emma, Abigail, and Carly. So all Number of the- eleven, Jenna, J E N N A. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I was just gonna say, of all of those names, I maybe know. Maybe no two. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, I know so many fucking Matts. I know like yep. five Sean's, a ton Matt's of not Richards. On here. Sean's not on here. Yeah. I don't know. Can, can we also acknowledge real quick that for Matt, a checking, lot of Jennas. For, for Matt checking how long ago the book came out, he had to check his watch. I just want to point that <laughs> out right there. I checked my watch? Yeah, you were like, this I wasn't came watching. Out and you looked at your watch. <laughs> 
I was uh, looking at job I think, I applications. I, blogs, I missed it. I don't think it. It had anything to do with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this book came out in 2009, and I think... Um, uh, boy. Oh, you know what? Excuse me. came out in 2005, and it was redone in 2009, mm-hmm. according to the copyright. It's a wonderful book. Yeah. Highly recommend. It is a great book. I really like this book. Um, I didn't read. I haven't read the second one, but the first one is a quality book. It's very. He's interesting. a podcast now. Oh. Do you think very good, Stephen Dubner? Do you think uh, Matt? Do you think you're gonna continue with your uh, your dry ways after it? Like I, because I I stopped eating meat for Lent like yeah. four years ago. <laughs> it's been the <laughs> longest. Look at me now. Is it real, real long way? <laughs> See, I don't know. Um, so uh, I, the problem is, is that. Um, you know, drinking's cool. It is uh, so cool, man. Fact. So the 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 big, the big litmus test is going to be. So I got a wedding in the middle of March, uh, uh, and uh, so it's going to be the first time my wife and I are going away for it, and uh, it's it's going to be you know one a weekend away. My mother's taking care of our daughter, and um, and I'm not going to be drinking for it. So we're going to see how that goes. Mm. Uh, but subsequent to that, uh, I have a wedding that I'm in in April, and then another wedding that my wife is in in May. So if the dry run. You know, yeah, double double meaning there. Uh, goes well in March. Perhaps I will continue it in April or May. Uh, I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling. I usually I, the thing is like it's sort of a, a, a cop out of a of a uh, Lenten thing as well because it's it's not something I do every day. Like if I give up like soda, for example, it's like that's a huge imposition because I drink that every day. Alcohol, it's like Friday and Saturday night, maybe a beer on Sunday if I'm watching football, but. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Could be a crazy Easter. <laughs> Literally Ash Wednesday, I went to a bar. <laughs> so I did not. There you go. It was, it was in remembrance of a fallen comrade. Sure. So like sure. funerals, you, you got you to commiserate. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I only, yeah, I only drink on the podcast and at weddings. Mm-hmm. And at, I don't know if I drank at the Super Bowl, it, but it's very infrequent. I don't, I don't drink very often at all. I do other things. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. But uh, I don't yeah. drink. Like anything. what? Oh marijuana. <laughs> I do cannabis. I had to go buy it for realsies recently mm. because there's because of bureaucracy and I can't get my medical card. But I had mm. to buy it for realsies, and it took a very long time, and I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> and I had to pay taxes on it. All That's terrible. bullshit. I had to pay taxes on it and wait like 45 minutes in line. So, not ideal. With a medical card. You stoners wanted. I know. This is it. <laughs> this is my life now. There's there's uh, a uh, there's a dispensary. Is this real life? There's a dispensary opening up two blocks away from me. So now I'm surrounded by dispensaries. And I also know a friend who owns a shop right near Cureleaf, who she is also getting uh, her dispensary license soon. Uh-huh. And so I am I know someone who actually sells it legally now. Well, not quite legally right now, but <laughs> will sell it legally. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for questions here on the Brose Podcast. BroseQuestions at gmail.com if you want yours answered on the air. Does anyone have burning question they want to start us off with all right tim first if you guys if you guys if you guys if you guys let me ask my question first i guarantee you this episode is gonna go matt ask the question matt ask the question so here's the problem do it 
it's, when... there's no question in my note here, but there is a there's a day a couple days ago where I just typed in the line general terrifying existential dread about Russia with a question mark. Um, <laughs> oh my god. You guys, you guys, oh. you, any one of you Do can it. stop this. And instead, we're going to lead off with this. I want so, it. Give me. Yes. So, um, so yes, yeah, so earlier this week, uh, it's, it's several, obviously, we've we're hit the one year anniversary of the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, there have been several developments uh, in the news. By the time you hear this, they're, they're probably a couple weeks old at this point. Uh, basically, Russia backed out of the one remaining uh, nuclear arms treaty with the United States. Uh, the one remaining avenue where they continue to either inspect or or communicate regarding their nuclear weapon stockpiles. Uh, Russia has done a ton of saber rattling over the last six months about like, oh, is, you know, we we see all of this Western intervention in Ukraine as basically intervene, you know, basically being boots on the ground themselves and all this other, you know, the normal stuff that a scared dictator does when they are scared. But uh, you know. <laughs> It's a little cold warish, man. It's a little cold warish, and it's introducing us uh, to a. There's an interesting piece Tom Nichols wrote in the Atlantic, which is just like on Ukraine and the end of a world, and he, very deliberate use of a world uh, in that. And basically, he, he's is his sort of expertise is in Russia and like Soviet affairs and all that. And uh, it was basically just this lament that like this new world that he was like. Love the fact that we had from like 1991 onward when when Soviet Russia began to crumble uh, and, you know, the, the world was free. Russian people were more free. You know, they still had to sort out like how the new countries, the new Russian satellites like Ukraine were going to, you know, build up a nation after the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, but like all these people were free now. We had this free exchange of ideas. There were books written in the early 90s by like reputable academics saying that like wars were basically over. Like that we had finally, we had this Pax Americana, you know, a new world order and nobody's going to have to fight wars anymore. There's no point. Uh, you know, we're never going to have a big conflict anymore. And uh, not, didn't happen. And it's getting worse and worse. And so, the reason I, I wrote that was because there was a specific night a couple nights ago where I was just like thinking about all of this. And whenever I think about any terrifying existential issue, like I would say there's you know, the day-to-day minutiae concerns where you're worried about like, oh, if, am I doing well enough in my job? Oh, am I doing well enough you know, in my relationship with, with, my, with my family or, or with my friends or what have you? And then there's the nights where I just am like, boy, what if we just get wiped out? <laughs> like, what if we all just get wiped out? And like, look, and you can't operate on a day-to-day basis like that because there's nothing you can, there's only so much you can control. You control what you can control and live your life the way you can. But I am now, Terra used to be that when I looked at that and I thought about like the end, like possibly like an imminent end of the world or like global warming, like ruining the future of humanity or something like that. I thought that through the lens of just me and my wife, like me and my wife having to live through this and our friends and family having to live through this. And now I think about it through the lens of my daughter, a person whose life, whose life uh, we brought into this world. And like, you know, I have the terrifying like nightmare flashes, which are not helpful of like, you know, knowing that something awful might happen or is around the corner and she's just a little 11 month old girl like she's like she's the happiest little kid on the planet and i would do literally anything to protect her from uh harm uh, that is not developmental uh, it is not constructive or anything like that and 
the the thought of something, anything happening that uh, I don't have control over is, you know, it should be. It's 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 one of the weird things where like I, again, this is why I don't have really have a question for it. This is just my existential dread about the the situation that we're, we're creeping towards this 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 potential doomsday, and I and and um and the, the, just the idea that I that there's something out there that I couldn't protect her from is it would is crushing to me. Um, and again, it's not like there's a, I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm, well, because of this, I'm going to go back to school, study international relations, and then I'm going to get a new job. And then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get down there and talk to Sergey Lavrov and he and I are going to hash this out over a beer at a beer summit. Like this is, there's no, there's no action item except for basically living your life as, uh, you know, living your life as fully as, as you possibly can. Uh, you know, and, and again, I wrote this a couple days ago, and as I looked at it again earlier today, I'm like, all right, I, I don't feel as darkly as I did, you know, three or four days ago, because there's more news that's going on in the world than just the war. There's more news that's going on than just, uh, you know, Russia and the nuclear saber rattling and all that. Um, but uh, th then I had the flashes of like, you know, China's kind of like tight with Russia now, and like, you know, and like, China's like, in, you know, China and North Korea are kind of tight, you know, <laughs> three countries, that's, uh, hold on, let me look back at my history books, that could be considered, I don't know, like an axis, or something like that, and so <laughs> I started really catastrophizing it at this point, so anyway, those are all my really <laughs> negative, dark thoughts about what's going on in, in international relations at this point. Uh, and, uh, I don't have a solution. I am just, I just have uh dread that revs up every now and then. And, and then, and then it subsides because it's like, all right, there's still really not a lot you can do about it except for, you know, you, you say a prayer that the people in power, you know, that, that either, uh, cooler heads prevail or that negotiations prevail or something like that. And, or I don't know, Putin dies or something like that. I don't know. And uh, and, and then um, and and yeah, you sort of leave it in the hands of the elected leadership uh, to to take care of it. And other and in the meantime, you make life as you know happy and joyful as you possibly can for the ones that you love. Yeah, it's it 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 sucks that there's really nothing. As much as we dread about it, as much as we think about it, there's absolutely nothing. Unfortunately, the four of us can do. There's nothing you can do. There's not like it's just we kind of just gotta sit here and watch it happen, and it is horrifying. Like even all the all the talk about like the the friggin' the 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 weather balloon that we uh, talked about last session. It's just like, well, like what the fuck are they doing? What the fuck is going on? Mm. And and like. Russia, like you said, stepping out of that treaty. I heard that earlier this week, and I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm just like, I want to move. That's the first thing I want to do right now. I don't want to live near a big city anymore, because that's going to be a target. And that's like, that's something I don't want to have to fucking deal with. What um, big city do you think is a target near you? I actually don't think Philly's a target, but I still live near a big city that could potentially be a target, because it is a big city. Yeah, Phil, um, no one's gonna no, fuck no, with Philadelphia. I, I There's actually, zero strategic I, point. I'll be. Oh no, I'll that's be. That's why I asked that question. I was like, if you think it's no. Philly, no, <laughs> no, no. I've, I've actually, I've had Putin this discussion. getting bad information. He's like, we have to knock out their access to chickies and peas. I've, 
I've had this discussion <laughs> with a with a buddy of mine, and uh, I've said to him, "Yeah, I think like the general area that I live in is kind of Jericho because like we got New York City, we got Pittsburgh, and we got DC, and Philadelphia is not on any national or international weather maps. They're not going to really look at Philly because it's not the center of anything." Like, Seattle was, like, for a long time was the center of industrial, of industry in the United States. You got New York, which is financial, and D.C., which is the the friggin' government capital. Those are the three targets. But, like, just in general, I don't want to live within an hour of a major city. I just, I don't at this point. Because it's just, it's scary. Like, you don't know what could happen. And if something were to happen, and if that city were to be a target, there's nothing you could do. Because... It's going to just be lock, locked down. Like, you can't get away. By the time they find out, you can't get away. Mm-hmm. You sort of have, like, an idealized way. I think the other part of it is, like, you, you have this sort of naive, idealized way. We grew up in the 90s, and, you know, you, you grew up with this. There, were, there was a... I sense that there was a ton of optimism then because again we were just getting out of the Cold War. 9/11 had not happened yet. There there were wars, there were conflicts. Kosovo was definitely a thing. Obviously the Gulf War was a thing. Um but in but those were all wars where you know again they're fighting overseas. They weren't fighting on you know US soil obviously and you know it, it, there there's a sort of renewed optimism like okay this is sort of just the way things are going to be and like you know you're just going to grow and and you know, the, it, things are going to be relatively, again, for privileged people, it is sort of a comfort level. And, um, you know, and, and it's sort of a reminder, like, it's all tenuous a little bit. Like, all this stuff's really tenuous. Like, it, it just, you know, there are no guarantees that, you know, if, if you you have a bright optimistic view no matter what like i don't know there're no guarantees of anything they're like like the plan it's it's the the saying like you know how do you make god laugh you make a plan uh and and you can't necessarily count on like well i'm just going to continue on this track and like like even like I, I think about that sometimes with like like investing for the future like we you know we have money saved up for for us we have money that we're saving away for jordan's college and i'm just like you know what if like i don't know something catastrophic happens and like dollars worthless and it's like all right well <laughs> all this money just gone like it's just it is what it is um you know and, and again that will be the minimalist of problems when it comes to like you know a, a absolute like nuclear holocaust or catastrophe or anything like that but it's it's another one of those like it, it was it's the, this week was a reminder like okay nothing is guaranteed uh mm-hmm. for for anything and and even if it's like not a likely outcome that like something truly uh, catastrophic would happen to, 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 to it, if you're go, if we're going to go off the assumption that like what happened in Ukraine is not already a catastrophe which it is um, but like even if nothing if it's not likely that anything truly world altering is to happen doesn't mean it can't mm-hmm. anyway just thought I'd brighten the mood up a little bit <laughs> <clears throat> You have Does that remind you all that Kim, that Kim Jong Un's got a, got a button too. Just you to let you guys know, really bum me out. So that's right. I think so. So I jokes on you. I was already bummed out. Well, here here's 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 the real thing, and this is going to be a little bit depressing. But like every so often, I'll hear a sound, and I'm like, uh oh, that's the bomb. And I think like logically, I know 
Philly probably is not going to get nuked. Like, why would you nuke Philly? It doesn't really make sense. It's not like there's not really anything going on here. Like, it's not a military stronghold or anything. Like, it would just be to. It would be a very forward thinking. Like, okay, you nuke, you know, DC, New York, some, I don't know, some probably some places on the West Coast. And then because of that you move to philly so like let's just preemptively nuke philly and i and sometimes like but but still sometimes i'll hear a sound and i'll be like oh this is it i'm dead now and i'm kind of okay with that you know like if i die in that way that's fine (laughs) you know i'm good (laughs) i lived a decent life i'm good i think what really bums me out is just like it's not like i really i do uh worry a lot about the world that I'm leaving for Jake and Alice. Cause 100%. like, that's the, sh- that's the shit that like I'm worried mm-hmm. about. Cause it is not fair. Like if, if we were to die tomorrow, like that's not fair to them. Like they didn't get the chance to live yeah. their full lives that I did. And that sucks. Like I think from, so like from a singular me perspective, if I were to die tomorrow in a nuclear blast, mm-hmm. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like good i get to fucking relax for once yeah. <laughs> it's, ah it's, it's over yeah <laughs> like i fucking almost, did it good <laughs> yeah, it's almost entirely external with me as well because it's 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 not even like oh boy i'll die it'd be like again gonna get real sad here looking into my wife's eyes looking into my daughter's eyes yeah no it's sort of it is not it's yeah it's not me i uh I'm in a good I'm in a good place right now, so I do care whether I live or die. But like a lot of yeah. times, like I don't give a shit. I like I it, I could go either way for me. Um, but like, yeah, it's just I I don't know. I, and, I, and I should say that there is a logical part of me that knows that like a little bit of this construct is just that a construct in my yeah. brain of a scenario that there is there is always a percentage chance that that could happen. There's also an element of it that is just kind of like. Yeah, a, a yeah. A friend of yeah, mine yeah. referred to this as like grief porn, basically. Like, just f- your brain constructing the saddest possible scenario, and like you're just like adding in more pieces, and like, you know, it, it just, yeah, it's it's just that. But I had that flash in front of me, and I, I just couldn't get those thoughts out of my head again about the like, you know, the the potential of you know world ending catastrophe or or life ending catastrophe, um, and and again, also I've, I've talked frequently about the other global warming thing about the the idea like as you said Sean of the life that you're leaving your children and you know leaving as as good and as fair of a a wife for my my daughter as I possibly can because she deserves it uh because I'm her dad and of course I think she deserves she deserves the world uh so yeah so that's uh I was all running through my head earlier this week and then the next day I went grocery shopping because look <laughs> you still gotta live. You gotta, we you gotta haven't live been blown life, up man. yet. Like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep life. on. And, yeah, that's yeah. That's really. Like, you wake up tomorrow and like you, you, they suddenly you got Putin and, and um and uh why oh, why am I blanking on fucking uh, Zelensky Zelensky? So you have suddenly you know one day they're miraculously just shaking hands and there's a treaty or something like that. Like I don't think that's likely or incoming mm-hmm. or imminent, but it, it, there is a world where that happens too. Um, yeah. so, you know, it's sort of like you just sort of business as usual until indicated otherwise, I guess. Yeah. Sort of the same way with COVID. It was just like, there is possible, there's a possibility that, you know, 
like at the outset of COVID, like there were so many unknowns where it was just like, look, we the only thing we can do is operate on the information that we have, and then just sort of pray for the best uh, yeah. at a certain point. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I I I think that the only thing, the thing that gives me the most solace is that like I genuinely try to do the best by my kids and Mm -hmm. give them the best life that i can and i think like if tomorrow boom it's done like i i tried my best you know and that's you know it's all you can Mm do and sometimes you do get frozen a little bit by like the weight of everything but Mm -hmm. um you know you just got to keep trying to live like trying to allow your kids to live their best life and hopefully you know like I don't I don't know. I don't think my parents were bad, but I think I like but the goal is to do better than them. Like I like I love my parents and I, they did a great job raising me and I I love them so much and I appreciate everything they've done and I think they did their best and now it's my turn to do my best and hopefully that's better than what they did. And it just mm-hmm. kind of keeps growing like that and we end up with shit going the right way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this whole conversation and listening to it, uh, because I did stop looking at job op- applications, <laughs> just straight up listen, because I thought this was important. Uh, I, I know, very off-brand for Brose. I listened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not looking up apartment listings while we're talking about... Uh... Well, I got to find a job before I can find an apartment. Jesus. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, the, the a lot of the points that you guys described are kind of most of what Matt described is like where I would stop the conversation in having a kid, like where I'm at in my life right now. I don't want children. Mm -hmm. And anytime I've ever had that conversation with someone, it's always been like, Oh, I think you'd be a great dad. And I was like, that's, that's not what I said. I didn't say I would be a shitty dad. I said, I don't want children because you can be the greatest dad in the world. You can do your fucking best. Like Sean was saying, like we want to do better than our parents. I love my mom. I know a lot of the shit she went through. She did the best she fucking could. And two out of four ain't bad. (laughs) Two of us are mostly normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's fifty um, percent, baby. Right, fifty percent. That's crazy. Those, that's good odds in the casino, my guy. But, but <laughs> besides the point, like, and and all of that has led me to a point where it's like, I don't think for the things that I can pseudo control, like the raising of said child, even the things outside of my control that happen or affect them, and like things that could be just part of their personality when they're born. I'm a big proponent of um, nature versus nurture. Nurture does a lot, but you can't change someone's nature. Mm-hmm. My opinion, fight me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would never not blame myself for something that goes wrong in that kid's life, and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. 
uh, let alone all this global shit. Like, literally, I've gone up to that point, and everything that Matt discussed is everything after that point. It's like, I can't even fucking go there. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've thought about that as well, because like that's certainly something I wrestled with before we had Jordan, and certainly after as well. And, and there was actually... I've had a couple of one. I think it, 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 I think the the best way that I can put it, and I, I think I mentioned it before where it was just like you, you give everybody you, you give humanity as much of a chance as possible to to survive. and that involves bringing new people into the world and giving them the possibility of change and also giving them just the gift of of life and the possibility of joy. And there was a there was a passage in a book, and i'm I will comp immediately. Did not read the book 1004 by um, by Ben Lerner, but did read this really interesting passage of it in an interview with uh, Dan Campbell, the lead singer of The Wonder Years. He just the Wonder Years put out an album called The Hum Goes On Forever, which is all about this sort of like uh, internal and existential worry about raising children. And there's a passage in the book that's basically the narrator of this book 1004 uh, imagining a conversation with his future child, and the future child asking him, "Why would you?" brought me into this world will reproduce if you think that the world is ending and the response is quote uh, because the world is always ending for each of us and if one begins to withdraw from the possibilities of experience then no one would take any of the risks involved with love and I, I sort of think about that because I, I imagine that the people who had children during the cold war I mean there were people who were there were kids who were born during the Cuban Missile Crisis there are kids that were born uh, while Vietnam was happening. There, there are kids that were born all through, you know, during the period between the end of World War II and the fall of the Soviet Union, and you know, it, having kids knowing that there were children currently in school who were going to be running under desks and things like that. Like there's, there's sort of always at different times in history, aside from you know us for the you know the period from like 1992 to 2001 uh where there's always this this threat of like that something could uh, catastrophic could happen at any time and you know but you sort of just truck on and you know it's sort of the the it is a bit of a gamble but it's also you know it's there's a lot of reward to go with it i guess that's the best way i can put it is like there's there's reward to be had and and there's always the pot. There's always a, there's a, another. I'm gonna keep citing books that I haven't fully read yet because I got halfway through Dan Carlin's The End Is Always Near, uh, and I am probably not gonna finish it for a while because of everything I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it, it is the end is always near for any part of humanity, and it's just like, all right, well we gotta. But there's life to be lived, and that includes the the, the life experience of having family as well. So. Mm-hmm. That's well, for for us, for for, Matt, for right? yeah, for for because, Matt, yeah, because that's what we wanted. Very that's what much. We wanted. That right. was honestly life goal: be a dad and be good, be fucking. Yeah, good trust me, it. watching um, was it? Don't look up a month before I was about to have a daughter. Not great. Not <laughs> ideal. Not, Not ideal, best. baby. Like watching them all sit around as a family, like knowing that the the meteor was gonna hit. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, then every, just, but then every yeah. yeah but anyway um i was gonna say my life goal is make it past 25 so i'm already on borrowed time <laughs> hell yeah well I everything think, is a bonus if i make it past 40 that's all fucking that's dealer's money mm-hmm. baby that's house money yeah. i'm playing with yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh does anyone have any thoughts my really bright and optimistic question that's a wonderful question. It was it's not very, really a it question. Me, it was a, it, yeah, a spewing made, of thoughts. It made me very sad, but I am <laughs> I am glad 
Um, you know, I think I'm glad that Alice exists. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Jacob exists. And I want to make, you know, I want to do the best by them. I took my and, kid. We took my kid to the police truck museum earlier today. Had a wonderful day with her. We took her out to. We took her to the little gym. She had a blast. And like, look, the thing is, she's the happiest little kid. And for a whole day, I wasn't thinking about this kind of stuff until I looked at my phone and saw that I had this note in there from three days ago. And I'm like, this. <laughs> but uh, but like, it was a whole day of just like in having a nice, engaging family day with my wife and my daughter, and an enriching day for her. And it was like. Okay, we're just going to live life and, you know, operate, like I said, operate as you normally would until somebody pulls you aside and tells you otherwise. Yeah, and that's really the best you can do. You can't let these thoughts consume you because there's, <laughs> as we've stated multiple times just now, mm-hmm. there, it's out of your hands. It's out of your control. And so do do what you do and don't worry. About, unfortunately, don't worry about it because it's... If it happens, it happens. Like if if yeah. if, if, if Vladdy if, just decides he's had enough and he presses the button, like what am I going to do? Like, to, is, like if I it's not like if I got ready earlier, I would be able to repel anything. But like uh, it was, it's it's, it's weird because like I, I do have that sort of self imposed rule. Of like I'm just going to lie. I'm going to enjoy and consume enjoy quote unquote. I'm going to consume about thirty minutes of news a day. Like get caught up on the news, read up a little bit, and then try to cut it off at thirty minutes. But it doesn't stop your brain from thinking about it for three hours afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. To uh, loopholes, man. To quote, to quote the great forty-fifth president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, "It is what it is." Uh, what mm-hmm. it is? Yes, indeed, it was. Yeah, it's uh, uh But but hats off to the dads of Brose. Uh, yes. I love you guys. I'm proud of you guys, you. and uh, more so for overcoming. The fear that you may or may or may not have had of having a child in the first place, but also mm-hmm. continuing to be fucking bang up dads and caring about your family instead of um, some dads who are just like, eh, I, 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 you exist. What more do you want? Yeah. Fuck off. I got my kid to accept listening to Sinatra at less than one year old. <laughs> Just put on Sinatra. That was the, the nice follow-up. Was like I because it was such an easy thing I, when Christmas time was around. I could just queue up and be like, Alexa, play you know Christmas Melody from Sirius XM, and it would just play all the old school, you know, like Sinatra, Andy Williams, and stuff like that. And uh, it was really easy because it's easy listening. And uh, but no, there's no Christmas, so I'm like, wait, just play the Sinatra station. And again, it takes you back to a a certain time in the United States when things were simpler. And quote unquote. <laughs> and so when do you turn her on to Trombone Shorty? Hmm. Not soon enough. <laughs> Not soon enough. I'll tell you that. She's gonna get in some moon hooch, some some real big band stuff. Anyway, uh, let's get off of uh, <laughs> what I was talking about. Um, we've been talking plenty about that, and I would like to to open it up to someone else's question. Anyone else's question? Okay. Sure. Okay, I have an important question. Okay. <laughs> so this question. I may either be, I may be telling on myself and also may have to reassess my identity. You still haven't gone to the doctor. I, well, I still, okay, so 100%, <laughs> that's, that is true. And, uh, and however, it's, right now it's more of a insurance thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do get insurance once I start my new job. So on Monday I will have new insurance and I will 
maybe go to the doctor in March. Um, <laughs> but, but my, so here's my thing. Um, so Mary was watching a video on TikTok and the TikTok was this woman who is bisexual and was, uh, diagnosed with autism later in her life. And she was like, it was like the most fucking specific TikTok of all time. And it was that she was like, did you realize that you were bisexual in the same way that you realized you were autistic in that it wasn't so much that this woman had discovered that she was bisexual so much as she was like, uh, she was like, I like girls and everyone likes girls, but we just don't date them because you're not allowed. And she was like, and also when she found that woman found out that she had autism, it was like, it, it wasn't so much that she was like, my brain is different. It wasn't so much that she was like, this is a thing about me as, as it was, this is not a thing about everyone else. Right. She was like, my brain is different than everyone else's. Right. And so my thing, and so Mary was like, Straight people have all are only attracted to people of the opposite gender. And I was like that. So I identify as straight and I will cop to the fact that it might take less convincing than other straight people for me to like hook up with someone who is the same gender as me. But like it. I cannot compute that there's not one, like there's, there is no leeway with that. You know what I mean? Like I can't compute with the fact that straight is exactly like I am only attracted to people of Mm. the opposite sex. Like there's not one person, you know what I mean? (laughs) So your, 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 your logic, if if I'm following this is basically like, you mean to tell me that there's whatever eight billion there's, people on the planet, four billion men, and not a single not one of a them? Single one could convince you. And again, right. I will. I fully recognize that I am like, like there are several men who could easily convince me. Like they would have to say less than nothing. And I would be on fucking board. (laughs) But, 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 however, like this, the serious thing is like, so I'm, I'm like, you know, I think, I think we can all agree, all the four of us, that sexuality is a spectrum, right? And so like, I'm saying that like on the straight spectrum, I might be like a little bit further to the left or right, whichever way you're thinking. But like. I, I consider myself straight, but there are definitely like men who exist who I would fully hit. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels like a quiet. So if, if you're going by the spectrum thing, it's almost like a political thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a socialist, but I would vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that kind of thing. Like, like yeah. So I'm saying so He's so doing we it are for me. so you guys so you are four, so you guys are three ostensibly straight men. And so mm-hmm. I'm saying that there you're telling me <laughs> You're telling me that there is nobody. 
you guys are functionally straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I think we're all, sure. you know, we all, we all four yeah. are straight guys. Mm-hmm. Depend depending on the answers to this question, yeah, <laughs> we all four are straight guys. Yeah, but you're telling me nobody, like, and I and I because we like I think we grew up, we grew up in kind of a culture that like joked about it because mm-hmm. I think we were, uh, you know, I I I think we were kind of coming to terms with the fact that there was more variance than we were taught. It's not so binary, right. and so I think like as like horny teens, like you joke about it, mm-hmm. but you don't like. I don't know. <laughs> What's well, the thing like, you joke about? Like when you're, when you're 16, you joke about your boys, like, "Hey, buddy, yeah, let's let's go yeah, yeah, bat, yeah. yeah, like that kind yeah, of yeah, thing." Yeah, and you're, you're not you're not going to like act on it, but like kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, what if we kissed? Yeah. It would be funny. <laughs> would it be wild? <laughs> I think so. That specific wording, I think, like, there's there's the the two different ways. Like, there's the one where it's like clearly two again ostensibly straight guys like sort of ribbing each other and then there's the what if we kiss thing where it's like that's clearly like the probing like putting the feelers out there kind <laughs> yeah. of yeah it'd be question. weird but like what if we did wouldn't it be hilarious <laughs> like wouldn't it be so random how random would that be so random so um, random yeah uh <laughs> um so i suppose um i i think so i think i think what you guys are like ultimately like is there is there any like I guess, I don't know, margin for error is probably, like, a, cr- a crude way of putting it. But, like, there's any variance in, like, your 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 identity as a, as well, a straight person. I am, I am, I am aware. So, mm-hmm. because sexuality is a spectrum, I'm, I'm saying that there definitely, there definitely exists men mm-hmm. or women who right. are fully straight. Who yeah. are just, like, under no circumstance, mm-hmm. would I ever... And like anybody of the same genders, yeah. And I, I like, I am aware that those people exist, but I'm saying that like that's not sure. Like I've got norm. some conservative political opinions, but at one point I thought about voting for Dennis Kucinich. So I mean, like it's <laughs> yeah, this is very, you know, very is very. No, I, I, I think, I think I follow, and I, and mm. I think. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. saying that like I, I, it, it is, it's a spectrum, and mm. I'm. I'm I'm not that I'm not I'm not trying to get you guys to be like and yeah. everyone on Bros said they would fuck a dude but like <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not trying to like put you under throw anybody under the bus yeah I but I'm cl- but I, yeah you ever close the door I guess is, is why yeah, I think like, what you're going there, for yeah like there's there I I have to imagine that there are there for everyone pretty much there is like one person who could like. Not, and I'm not saying that you would be like, this is what I want to do forever, but like, even for like one time, one and done. <laughs> Here's what I would Just say. So figure it out. I think, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> what was that, Tim? I burped. It burped. Oh, okay. I didn't know if the mic picked it up, so I wanted no. to say pardon me because I don't want to be fucking rude. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I think the way I put it is like, certainly, I guess, is an ever say never element for me. Um, the, I, I, again, it's sort of hard to separate because it, you know, how much of this is like, you know, the whole, like you're, you're trained or conditioned from, 
you know, birth as like somebody who was born when we were as a male to like, you're going to think this, you're mm. going to think that, you know, enjoy these masculine activities and you're going to like girls and you're going to like girls that look like this. And all. Yeah, there's always that conditioning thing. I will put it this way. Um, I, to date, <laughs> on, <laughs> what is this? February 25th, 2023. Uh, it is not, I've not had an, a situation where I have looked at a male and been like, yeah. Like okay. I, I've, it's one of those things That's, where it's like I've looked and been like I can say objectively that they are handsome, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that they are a good-looking guy. I can absolutely see why people who are attracted to, you know, this type of person are attracted to this kind mm. of person. Um, it, it's sort of one of those defining things where it's like my the the way reason I identify as I do as a as a straight male in in, in terms of my sexuality is just like I have no issue with the idea of of two you know people identify as men in you know enjoying a, a, a wonderful night together uh it's <laughs> never been an th- issue with it's not one of those things where if i see two men yeah. kissing on tv no, i'm no, like no. oh my god but the thought of me with any mm-hmm. other one person having uh, a, a relation being intimate with another man is uh is eh to me and i and i yeah. want to say that's the idea of me having yeah, no, no, that no. relationship yeah, yeah, with somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's not the yeah, idea yeah. of well, anyone and that's, that's That's fully the question. It's yes. not, do you think so, it's gross if two guys are, are making out? Because, mm-hmm. like, if that's not your thing, that's... like it's not, it's, it's, like, is, is, is just icky to me for, for the idea of me doing it. So I, I 100% agree that there is a spectrum and that there are certainly people, uh, as, you've, as you suggested, who identify as primarily straight, but it's like, look, man, that guy right there... <laughs> Like yeah. I, I would consider it. He, like he certainly could, that exists. He could get I, it. <laughs> cer- cer- exactly, one hundred percent would without a second's hesitation. I'm sure those people exist, and yeah. I'm sure that that the, the people who who uh, who find it's just I don't think I'm that. I, I don't think yeah. I, I don't think I, I've no. shifted that far on the spectrum. I'm pretty I far am, on this side of the spectrum. Yeah, I am genuinely curious. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to like. I am not trying to be like. Mm-hmm. And everyone's a little bisexual. I'm sure, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like. I'm trying to <clears throat> gauge. <laughs> yeah. Where everyone else is. Is it just me like, or dot dot dot? Yeah. Is it just me or is is it like? You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I'm just. And and truly, like if I have to reevaluate where I'm, where I sit, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm I'm okay with that. I don't. Perhaps know you need to be sitting myself. closer to that that prospective male that we were talking about a minute ago in order to mm-hmm. you know really pique his pique his interest. Mm-hmm. Now, Tim and Rich, what are your thoughts? So I will straight up say I am polycuddlist. <laughs> if, if that's the only <laughs> word I can okay, come sure. up with. Okay. Yeah, I will yeah, cuddle yeah. the fuck out of anybody and everybody mm. um because just cuddling is great oh 100 yes. like it's not sexual no. or it doesn't have to be sexual mm-hmm. uh and just yeah, like man. cuddling people is fantastic like yeah. if i could just have a cuddle pile with like my top 20 favorite people i would be happier than a pig in shit come, like, your boy no line, man. come on yeah now, not even just a hug like get in this fucking cuddle pile okay i yeah. like that uh, I, I've never had a cuddle pile, <laughs> a cuddle, but it is like okay. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, top I'm gonna... tier w- to like bucket list. I want a cuddle pile of people that I love. I'm glad that you um, like a cuddle pile. I'm going to backpedal away from the cuddle pile just a little bit, but that is not uh, that is not that's a, that's a non indictment. You are free to welcome the cuddle pile into your yeah. home. <laughs> so I wanted I wanted to start with that. Okay. Um, I would probably say, I mean. 
obviously i'm not uh adverse to the lgbtq community oh no I, it, it is, I, I think we all... I, I, think, I don't think you think we are. No, 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 but <laughs> I think, I think it, 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 it's, an important com- it's an important thing to say that saying that you're, like, you would not, does not make you anti-LGBTQ. Like, that's just, like, you're allowed to like things. I think there there is, like, a constituent of people who are, like, you're homophobic if you think, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, there is, like, a very far-left type of person who is agreed like i completely who will who will will put like a value judgment on like you being like you know dudes kind of gross me out i don't want to kiss them it's like that's fine (laughs) there 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 is there is 100 a spectrum completely 100 agree um where i fall on that i will honestly say i don't know okay um cl- clearly my history very female forward very mm-hmm. sh- very straight um i can objectively say it's like fucking ryan reynolds is gorgeous yeah um but ha- have it <laughs> it's weird it, yeah no it's definitely weird i've definitely had conversations gone to a lot of lgbtq things hung out with a lot of like being the only straight person in the room has definitely been not a unusual circumstance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and have there been people and it's just like, I want to cuddle you, but I don't know if I want it to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. but it's also not like an active thought process. So, okay. and, and, and I've definitely had conversations with friend of the show, Charlie, uh, and variety of other people is like maybe by maybe by curious, but it's also not a thing that I yeah have well, yeah, actively to, put any thought into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to, but to also clear, like I'll married. cuddle the fuck out of Jason Momoa. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, like, I, yeah, it's yeah. Very also very important to note that I am married and have no desire <laughs> to cheat on my wife with anyone. I love my wife Same. very much. I'm so happy that I'm married to her. But I'm Same. just I'm just I'm just legitimately wondering, like, if okay, so so far we have Matt who said who is straight as an arrow. Yeah. That's a no for me, dog. Which is and we have Tim who doesn't know. <laughs> but but that's the thing, is like I think I think it's like, you know, if you don't, I don't know. I think not knowing is is valid and uh, is 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 fully valid. Yeah. Mm. I mean, have I? You might. I, 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 think I think the easiest way to put it for me is like, have I been actively just like, not necessarily. Oh, I've got a heart on. <laughs> but the easiest <laughs> way to put it is, have I been actively mm-hmm. turned on by mm. another man? No, mm. but has it been like, have I had a question mark of just like, maybe? Yeah. 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 That's, I could say that. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's, yeah. That's basically what I'm asking. Like, has it ever been like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right, Rich. So, hmm. 
you know, I want to answer this question as truthfully as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't quite. And this is this is going to lower my secret ranking way down. <laughs> oh no! Over the last, the power ranking is going to go way up on this. Uh, so secretive. Yeah, my my uh, uh, power <laughs> ranking is is going to go down quite a bit because probably say over the last five or six years, uh-huh. I have been questioning oh. myself. Um, and I've. Only to a few people have have opened up about this, uh-huh. and have admitted to them that somewhere between Pan and Gray Ace is where I stand. Oh, and so truthfully, oh, so the answer don't... is yeah. Okay, so <laughs> for me, physical attraction doesn't really, I, I doesn't really do much. It's more about the personality wise uh-huh. and everything else. And so when it comes to either or, it, it hmm. doesn't 100% matter. Hmm. 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 Okay. So this is throwing me for a loop because now... Cause then, <laughs> <laughs> Sean got a lot more different answers than Sean was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting it either to be one way or the other, but it's not. Hmm. Yeah. I Look, that's like I said... My secret power ranking has gone down. Um, that was something that, like, I've told a few people. I talked about it, actually, at the uh, New Year's party. Um, mm. Charlie, Tim, and a few other people, I, I had mentioned it. Um, this was after you left, not you, Tim. I was, I was going to say, I was definitely not privy to this conversation. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was after you left. It, it had come up. And then um, maybe uh, a few others that I was just like, you know... And that's really, that's, that's, hmm. that's where I'm sitting right now. Like you said, it's, it's a spectrum Yeah. yeah and yeah. It, it like, it's, it's changed and, and crossed back and forth and I'm still trying to figure all of it out. Huh. Yeah, I was, so I'm going to be honest with all of you. I was expecting a cut and dry answer and I was expecting to just be like, <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, well, that puts me into context, but it, I have not been put into context. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Contextualist. Well, I mean, great answer. I think if, you know, as long, you, as long as you're all cool with everything you've said, if you want to, like, take out anything, because especially Rich, who's like, because mm-hmm. if you want to be extra secret, like, we'll allow that. The... The people I haven't not mentioned this to do not listen to this, so I'm not too worried about that. But okay. I appreciate you sharing. Overall, like this is this is uh, I've been wanting to at least tell you four for a while or meant bring it up, but I also didn't want to bring a big deal about it because it's like who cares kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, You're a boy, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a big deal to you. It's a big deal to us. Yeah. yeah. So all love, bro. All love. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, no, fully no judgment. I was, you know, yeah, I was, I was expecting there to be a dichotomy and there was not. <laughs> and, you know, that's just, I think, if anything, it, um, it, uh, supports my opinion hmm. that you're not gonna, f- 
rarely we have Matt. Rarely will you find a, somebody who identifies as straight who is just like, no, thank you. You know what I'm across the board. I think there are definitely going to be like conservative types who are uncomfortable with themselves. But I think if you were to genuinely ask most people who are like, yeah, I'm straight, I think it would be more like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think the differentiating lies the people who are willing and interested in interrogating the question and those who aren't. Uh, if you're willing to yeah. interrogate the question, I think you're more much more likely to get a, a response that's on the gradient, I guess, where it's like an 87-13 situation or, you know, something, you know, the, the percentages are a little bit different. Um, and then there are the people who are just like, look, I'm, I've always liked, you know, I've always been attracted to women, I've always been attracted to men, and that's sort of just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I'm not, you know, I this is not an area of my life that I'm willing to sort of put it under the microscope. And so that's sort of the end of it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And, and just for clear, for the listeners, the reason I was kind of being a little secretive with my language is because somebody had come downstairs as I was getting ready to talk. Hmm. Oh, Chase doesn't quite care. ready to Chase talk to them. Stupid fucking roommates. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So if, if you can, if you can, if you, if you, if, if you can figure out what I was trying to say, good on you. I, I didn't make it too, too secretive. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. question. Does anyone have any closing thoughts on this one? Uh, no. It's it's, it's all love spectrum. who you it's, love, yeah. homie. Yeah, That's love who you love. It's all a spectrum. Mm. Live your best it, life. Yeah. Now, um, Sean and I have successfully monopolized this episode. Uh, <laughs> Hell will, yeah, we I did. open it up to Rich I'll take Sam. it. I have zero fucking questions. No questions? Okay. Rich, do you have anything uh, that you wanted to close us out with? I want to do a silly one. <laughs> or try to do a silly one. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. <laughs> so, so this is this is gonna go this is gonna go with an adorable little young Richie story. But the question is, is there an impractical saying that you heard as a kid that you took to heart? And so picture this little 10-year-old Richie losing something in his house and knowing the saying, it's always in the last place you look. And then walking around his house looking for the thing, saying out loud, this is the last place I'm going to look. Telling the fates. (laughs) Yes. I 100% took that to... Probably half in joke, but mostly I I took that to heart. Like I'm saying, this is the last place I'm going to look. If I don't find it, I'm not looking anymore, and it's it's lost forever. But mm-hmm. I would still look, and I would still continue to say, this is the last place I'm going to look out loud. So as a kid, was there anything that you took to heart in a saying like that? In one of those, like, uh, um, I don't know what the what that kind of saying is. Um, but is there anything like that that you talk to heart and that you lived by? Hmm. <laughs> well, clearly it wasn't hairy palms or blindness. <laughs> no. mm. Oh, gross. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Levity. You wanted jokes. This is what you got, jokes. motherfucker. Mm. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Let me see those palms again, Tim. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. We okay. said th- we we said palms, not your hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good joke. Hey, yo. Taking advantage of this uh, audio mm-hmm. medium. Yeah. 
He was actually showing us his hobbit feet that are covered Disgusting. in Disgusting. Uh, huh? <laughs> Which is great, because I'm having a Facebook conversation about exactly that right <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Saying that I believe when I was a child, uh, they took the heart. Uh, that's not really true. Um, I don't know. So I, yeah. I, I didn't have a saying... But I did believe for a very long time that you had to have a favorite stuffed animal. Mm. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I would always just choose one at random and be like, this one is my favorite. No. (laughs) (laughs) And and I would just like choose that one to be. It was for a little while this like hippopotamus I had. It was this white hippopotamus. And I was, I don't know why I picked that one, but I was like, this one is going to be my favorite. And going to, because like when. Like, a lot of media, when we were younger, it was, like, a kid with, like, their one, like, security item. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, Lin- Linus, I guess, with his... Blanket. Blanket. And, blanket. Um, and Tommy with his screwdriver. Yeah. Like, they had Yosemite that Sand with his guns. With his guns, <laughs> uh, Bugs Bunny with his uh, cross-dressing. Carrot. Or cross-dressing. Oh, his <laughs> <It was> cross-dressing, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, but I always felt like you had to have one thing that like, you identified, like a physical yeah. item. And so I was mm-hmm. always looking for that. And I never felt that way, but I was always like, I need to have this. Or like, I need to have like an imaginary friend. For a very long time, I was like, oh, I need to have an imaginary friend to play with but i was like i don't but i didn't get it you know what i mean like i was like i don't understand but i know i have to have this yeah this has to be like something in my in my uh bandolier of uh mm-hmm. of fun times mm-hmm. to be normal you have to talk to an invisible person yeah. of course it makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. i was convinced I was like, I need to have a pretend friend, and I need to have an animal, like a stuffed animal or a toy that I always play with. And it was, mm-hmm. it was like, and I, and that is a thing for some people, but it was not a thing for me. Like my sisters, I think both of them had a blanket that they were like inseparable from, mm-hmm. and I was just never that way. Like I just didn't have. I, I mean, maybe when I was very small, but in. As, as far as I can recollect, I did not have that thing. But I thought it was necessary. And so I always felt a little bit weird about it. That I didn't have a thing it, like that. In a similar sense to that, when as I was a kid, anytime I had to clean my room, I remember seeing on TV all like the kids always having like their toys set up in like, a battle going on on their dresser. So every time I cleaned my bedroom... I would set up all my toys in like a battle that they're having all together that would last for like a day and then fall apart. And then it'd just be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not like TV anymore. Yeah. Tim, you got anything? Cause I'm still drawing a blank. Yeah. I can't think of anything. (laughs) Honestly. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I did used to pray so to Saint. I used, to, used to pray to Saint Anthony and get real annoyed when like the thing wouldn't immediately appear in front of me. I'm like, "What are we doing here, man?" Yeah. Saint Anthony, I've asked you to help me. Where are my shoes? <laughs> Not going to Catholic school until you were in third grade and being raised like either non-religious or Mormon, which is practically non-religious but without alcohol. Um, 
<laughs> going to Philip and James and then hearing the St. Anthony thing, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? These people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a reason sis, uh, Sister Eunice did not like me. I asked a lot of very uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Or the, uh, uh, fuck, it's not Kool-Aid. What was it? Wine, grape juice. Grape juice. Isn't it grape mm. juice? No, the, the oh, the, that's bl- the joke the blood is of the that. Innocence. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joke is that Johnstown or whatever it was wasn't actually Kool Aid. It was like a knockoff Kool Aid. Never what mind. Are I'm you sorry. Talking about? <laughs> Never right. mind. Don't right. worry about me. Right. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Really, usually. Uh, I'm sure that it, there's no there's no story in my background where I was like, did I really was I really the guy who got whacked in the face with a baseball after being told to keep my eye on the ball? But I don't think it actually happened. <laughs> um, uh, God, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, th- th- that's about it. Ultimately, is like the the San Anthony thing. Uh, there's a, yeah, I was not like following everything to a T. Like. Look both ways before you cross the street. Like I was like, huh? and then look, huh? A second way across the street, and then you look across. Yeah, nothing really. No, I mean I did tons of dumb stuff as a kid, but it was never predicated on a sag. <laughs> the closest I, thing I got is like Santa will know if you did something bad. I'm like Willie. <laughs> just a, just a, a total um, irreverence as a child. <laughs> like against his units, uh, against um, Santa. <laughs> yeah, Sister Eunice was sna- was literally Voldemort before Voldemort was oh, the I swear to God, they are Sister identical Eunice. twins. <laughs> it's an old lady. I, she had no guys. fucking nose. They looked exactly the same. Oh, no. I get it. I'm the only dumb one who believed in the magic of the universe. I get it. I understand. You tell the gods, like, I'm. Not, I quit after this. I'm. I'm done. It's the last place I look. I'm done. Still, I would still continue to look. So, like, they obviously knew that I was going to keep looking if I didn't find it. So, it was the gods playing the game the entire time. Of course, yeah. Mm. They knew. They knew. Take a note, Tim. The gods listened to Rich. I wasn't listening. I was trying to find the follow-up to my fucking God's Kool-Aid joke, and I'm not finding the information I need. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Let's call it a day on this episode. It's been a lot. We yeah. Got it. Wait, wait, wait. I found it. It wasn't Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Fucking Aldi brand bullshit. Oh. Flavor-Aid. 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 I've never heard of Flavor-Aid. Me neither, but apparently... It was not Kool Aid. It was Flavor Aid, but no one knew what Flavor uh, Aid is. So, fuck Kool Aid. Saying, "Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's Flavor Aid." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the name of the book. I'm pretty sure it's uh, "Don't piss on my leg, tell me it's raining." Oh, was that a joke, Matt? Is that what just happened? See, you're sober, so I don't understand your jokes. I don't get it. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. So what happens when you give up alcohol? <laughs> the show is over. Matt, ready to is do it? this a week from mm, now? Six days, baby. Can't wait. Oh, man. I got so many more fucking questions. 
<laughs> the Brose Podcast is available on all. I'm not going to bed. Podcasting platforms. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, of course, if you want a question of yours answered on the air, uh, whether they be terrifying and, and, and world, uh, contemplating the end of the world or just about um, Flavor Aid. You can email them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our listener questions, to Tess Riley, who edits our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. Let's wrap things up with some plugs and Twitter handles and all that. da 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 Rich. Uh, at B underscore one on Twitter, and you can check me out on uh, playing video games on twitch.tv slash B underscore one uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You can also find me on uh, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, and Bonus Action, the tabletop podcast where me and Sean and friends play D&D. Sean. Uh, you can find me at Hey It's SOB, and or if you like throwing frisbees, you can find me at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. Tim Hansen. You can find me screaming into the void at Tim R. Hansen. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M K A S Z N E L. My plug for this week is The Void for doing a good job of keeping a lid on Tim. Uh, say goodbye <laughs> to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. The birthday boy to Rich Sweeten for Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moves team. Move. My name is Matt Gaznell, reminding you all that it's always in the last place you look. And be smart about being stupid. <laughs> that too. <laughs>